This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. This show is brought to you by IndieWrestling.us. Check out IWC, RWA, and more. And listeners like you, support this show at Patreon.com slash Wrestling Mayhem Show. Hey guys, it's the Indie Mayhem Show. I'm Mike Sorg at Sorgatron on the Twitter here in the Sorgatron Media Studios in Pittsburgh, PA. And this is a show where we talk with people in and around independent professional wrestling. Myself, a videographer around professional wrestling. And uh, am I a veteran wrestling podcaster at this point? 12 years? Something like that? Sounds right. Anyways, uh, we have a lot of fun here. And you can check out all the episodes over at WrestlingMayhemShow.com for all the wrestling stuff that we do uh, in the podcast form, as well as so much more over at IndieWrestling.us, which carries this show, as well as a lot of the shows that include a lot of our guests in action. And today is no exception to that. And, of course, you can drop us a line at GoodTimes at WrestlingMayhemShow.com or 412-206-WMS0. Or even drop into the Wrestling Mayhem Show Facebook group. Let us know if there's anybody you think we should be chatting with on this show. We take a lot of recommendations. I mean, we didn't come up with 110 interviewees off the top of our heads, that's for sure. And, and appreciate all the help we can get. And we also don't get to watch all the wrestling. Uh, so if there's somebody out there you think we should definitely have a conversation with, please hit us up on any of those platforms. My guest today, uh, I uh, uh, got to, I think I first saw him almost a year ago with Rise Wrestling, and it's been cool to watch and, and now film uh, some of his matches between Rise Wrestling and Black Diamond here over the past several months. The Iceman, Tony Johnson, is with us today in studio. Looking dapper. Hey, guys. Look at you. I'm here to apply for a sword uh, media uh, assistant, <laughs> help with kendo sticks, barbed wire, whatever they need. There you go. There you go. We do need interns. We definitely <laughs> could use interns around here. So, uh, so uh, we like to start off with a little uh, break the ice question. Uh, first, oh, ice man, breaking the. Uh-huh. You're trying to break me. I yes, yes. This is an interrogation. <laughs> um, so, what is your earliest memory of professional wrestling? Um, it would be around '96 or so. Um, I just remember. I was eight, if anyone's keeping count. And I remember uh, Shawn Michaels being like the guy on WWF at the time and watching him go against like guys like Vader and Mankind and Undertaker and just being small myself is just, I found it easy to root for him uh, starting out. So that's kind of like my earliest kind of memories. So like 96, 97 ish. And you kind of followed along from there, big wrestling fan throughout. Absolutely. The Attitude Era was like peak wrestling for me. Like that and then WCW on on uh, the other channel, which I believe was TN, TNT and then... It was like TNT TBS? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so from, from there, like how did you... At what point did you go from I want to be a wrestling... I'm a wrestling fan to I think I want to get in and do this thing? Uh, for me, it was around college uh mm-hmm. funny story i i started well me and jay flash i'm not sure if you're familiar with jay flash but um he and i started a pro wrestling club at my college and we had the the thought of we were going to teach people how to wrestle because we saw it on tv we know how it works so we we sent this campus-wide email saying hey if you want to be a pro wrestler meet at like the gym and and we'll we'll basically show you how to do it really we had no idea but we just 
we loved it. We we thought we understood, and we were just like, hey, we'll see what happens. And and out of that club, um, we got Keith Hot, Edric Everhart, Ty Cross were some of the first people that showed up, and then our what would be our trainers, uh, Vinnie Stone and Alex Arcadian happened to go to school with us and they came to this meeting and basically knew we weren't legit because they were already in the independent scene, but they saw our drive for wrestling, uh, saw we had some physical talent and they decided to take us on and train us properly. So from what started as us teaching people turned into us being taught and then them bringing us around the, uh, the scene and training us and getting us ready for our, careers i think it's interesting we interviewed at least two of those guys and i don't think either of them brought up the wrestling club in college yep so that's that's where we started training and like on tumbling mats and chain wrestling and like our gym and all this stuff and we even got some money from our school to get like our first round of gear really yeah did they did they mistake this for an amateur wrestling club maybe no i we we uh it was outlined in pro wrestling because the group was called wrestling with tremendous force. And we wanted to use the WTF like kind of, uh, acronym because it's like pro wrestlers at college. Like, what are you guys doing? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, people would say what, you know, what is this? So we were just kind of playing off that. And that was the name of our group. That's awesome. That's awesome. So you went from there, you, you got properly trained out of that. Um, tell me a little bit about the early days. Were you Iceman right out of the gate here? Yes, um, the Ice Band actually came from Lou Martin and Sean Blanchard at KSWA mm-hmm. because before that I didn't really have a name. I was kind of going with with Simon first because that's my real last name, and then I was like, they were like, people were like, that's not catchy enough, you know, it's just one name. So I was like, mm-hmm. maybe Simon the Messiah, maybe, and I was gonna have like these disciples and all this stuff and that never really materialized. And then when we started coming around KSWA and training uh, before the show, they would give us ring time. Uh, when we debuted, they were like, you're going to be Iceman Tony Johnson. I was like, sounds better than what I got. I'll, I'll go with it. <laughs> and it's just been that ever since. That's awesome. I have to ask, because when I first started coming to, to Rise, I think, did you come out with a bear blanket of some sort? Yes. I bet, you know, it's one of those where like, I'm like, I don't like, you know, we try to like piece together. We don't know the backstories going into these. I was like, why does he have a bear blanket? It's very, that's very obscure because that actually started at PWX. Okay. Um, I was there from maybe 2011 to 2014, 13 ish. Mm-hmm. And when I started there, I was just the, regular Iceman character wasn't really going anywhere and they weren't there wasn't really any plan for me no storyline so I was just walking through Walmart one day and I saw this bear shirt and it just made me laugh and I was like well they're not gonna do anything with me it doesn't really matter what I do so I'll just wear this shirt and then wearing the shirt turned into finding the blanket which turned into calling myself uh the bear tony johnson for a while and then that turned into golden bear and then i turned into a group with uh dean radford and dalton throttle and we were the golden triangle and that turned into the golden bear and then it was just like so there was just a lot of evolution going on here. yes out of essentially just a joke to me just a shirt that made me laugh turned into that and i was 
uh, when I did it at Rise, I was kind of going for the the uh, Finn Balor, like when he does his, his demon stuff. It's like I was just going for my my bear thing is like in a just a different look, mm-hmm. different aesthetic than just coming out as you know Iceman Tony Johnson, just no nonsense, get the job done type of look. So it was just a different dimension I was coming out with. But no one at Rise would have known that, so it, it probably did come across weird. But. It- a little bit. That was my <laughs> that was my intention. That's my like story pr- mind like yeah creating this grand story that no one else is in on. So <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, speaking of rise, you've had a, a group of great matches down there um, over the last uh, several months, of course, and uh, now you're finding yourself in a team with uh, the main event uh, Duke Duke Davis and uh, again Gannon Jones Jr. Uh, who've been on this show also dapper just like them. I see they've <laughs> taught you to to dress up for these podcasts. <laughs> So, um, and I noticed, like, uh, you know, the, the short history of seeing you, I haven't, I haven't seen much of your PWX and stuff, but it, it seems like you're kind of coming out as a character a bit more, right? Yeah. It's like, even at Black Diamond, you're, you're, you're kind of, you know, rah, rah, baby face with, with Keith, but like, you're, 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 you're kind of getting that TME vibe with you a bit. Yeah. I think it, it just helps that I prefer to be, the villain, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, it fits me better. Um, I'd rather someone else try to be the hero and I can just go out and do what I need to do to, to win the match. Mm-hmm. So I feel like with that on my brain, it just loosens me up. And then more of my real personality comes out when I'm focused on that. And it seems like that you've been kind of put in the, the mic spot in that the last couple of months. A little bit. Yeah. I, I, mean, like... I started the main event hotline. Yeah. Uh, that's that's a thing. People call and, you know, say they're afraid of us and, you know, they're, they're not going to be there. Like Colin Delaney and Keith Hot. Those mm-hmm. were the first two main event hotline users. So I'm sure there'll be more. So it's, it's fun when when AV actually works out of the wrestling show. Yes. <laughs> you can do stuff like that. That's great. Awesome. So, um, so tell me, uh, what are you kind of keeping an eye out for these days? Um, like, is there anybody that's kind of inspiring you? Anything you're seeing on TV? Anybody, anybody else you're seeing on the indies that kind of got your attention that people should know about or that, that are inspiring you? Um, I would definitely say Matt Connor's doing a really good job. Mm-hmm. Um, as of as of late, the past year or two, he's just been climbing up that that mountain. Uh, Lee Moriarty. Whenever I see him, he's always learning something new, something lucha, something Japanese, and it's that's cool because he's so much younger than me. But it's inspiring me to like go out and learn more and try to hone my craft even more and sharpen you know my skills up too. So those two on like the indie level, um, I did a seminar with uh, Brutal Bob Evans, and he's just a really cool guy. Like that veteran, twenty plus years in, and just seeing how he cares about wrestling and the wrestlers like that's inspiring and that's that's a role like i would love to do at some point down the road too so it's kind of like guys lower than me and then guys that have are further down the path than me it's kind of mm-hmm. what i've been seeing recently uh, bruto bob's always interesting uh, like I'm, I'm always throwing off that he's a hucker yeah <laughs> for one thing um but you know one of the one of the nicest guys i've met in the business like extremely nice almost like I didn't question his intentions, but I was just like, other than Keith Hodd, I don't know if I see people that nice in the wrestling. Yeah. Everything's cordial. Yeah. Unless you really have an issue with someone. But like, he's just like genuinely happy to be around people, always making jokes and, mm-hmm. and just wanting to help 
you know, anytime you can. So it's great. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, so tell me, what is the, and how many years have you been in it? Uh, eight years and eight months. Eight years. Uh, what is the best and the worst thing about uh, indie wrestling for you so far? Uh, let's see. The best, I think, are the car rides and just the shenanigans that happens in the locker room. Uh, you'll hear people say the craziest things and dancing and and just like the roughhousing and all that is probably the best. And the worst probably would just be uh, lack of attention, lack of eyes on the individual companies and products. Like if we can get more eyes on indie wrestling, people will make more money and, mm -hmm. and, you know, maybe become more of an option for guys instead of just like a stepping stone to get to bigger companies. So, um, you've, you've kind of, you know, indie wrestling is kind of on the rise right now in general across the board. Uh, have you, you know, being around for the eight years, have you like, is that, is that noticeable on your end of things? Yes. Yeah. You can definitely feel the growth of indie wrestling from when I started in 2010 to where it is now, like independent wrestling's talked about in WWE, New Japan, like the top, top companies are talking about indie indie talent, indie companies, you have like progress and all these like UK companies. And you wouldn't have heard that, you know, 10, 15 years ago, it would have just been like, you only got WWE and then maybe WCW and it was like fizzling out and stuff like that. But now there's so many companies to keep an eye on that. It's just making wrestling as a whole seem like it's expanding, not just the powerhouse like WWE. That's awesome. Yeah, it does seem like the indie indie wrestling isn't just relegated to the the bingo holes anymore, and and uh, and actually kind of looked at a bit. So that's yeah, really like cool. with All Out, with that selling out as fast mm -hmm. as it did, and the level of talent they have, mostly independent guys with you know some New Japan and Ring of Honor, but mostly like they found a way to throw in indie guys and all this stuff too. So that's really cool. yeah, and I and I think you know I think if people look at it and see that they're on they're on pay per view, they're on fight, they're on. Uh, I, I, the WGN, they're doing the pre-show, but I think, you know, that was not done with the support of Ring of Honor, just a blessing, yeah. right? Like, yeah, it's on Honor Club, I think, now. I think so. But it's it's just Cody and the Bucks. Yeah, it's it. basically their show. They're just spearheading it and just using Ring of Honor talent and other companies' talent. So it's pretty much an independently ran show. So. That's amazing. I can't wait to see how that. I, I think we're going to be talking about whatever goes on there for a long, long time. Yeah, so, and then and you have Jericho with the Sea of Honor too, mm -hmm. which he's using Impact guys and Ring of Honor and and stuff like that. So, just this entrepreneurial, independent-minded thing is just on the rise, seemingly everywhere. That's awesome. Uh, so, where generally can people find you in the wrestling scene or promotions? Um, right now, it's Rise and Black Diamond. Um, I would love to go other places. Um, actually, when you said you've seen me. At Rise, it's a funny story because I've actually been in IWC a couple times. I don't know if you remember this. I I wrestled Keith Hodd on the first Proving Ground. Okay. And then I was I was in a six man tag match in the Cage Fury. I think it was 2011. I was with Jimmy Nuts and I think Aiden. Veil. I think I'm gonna, they, to, I'm, gonna I, to, I'm gonna have to dig these up now. I think they were doing a storyline with those two, and I just happened to be in the back hanging out, and they needed someone didn't show up or something. And they needed a third, and I was just there, so they threw me in with that. I think it was like Bronco McBride, 
uh, his partner and someone else. It was like a six man tag. I just got thrown in randomly. So <laughs> you'll have to go back to your your Sorg Media DVDs. We're gonna have to, we're gonna have to pull up a couple of flashback uh, matches for you uh, go along with this interview. It seems <laughs> so. <laughs> it's, it's there's so there's so many people that come through. <laughs> you I'm never sure. Know. <laughs> um, no, I interviewed a guy. Out of, uh, who was it? Um, not Dave. I think it was David Starr, and we're talking with him. I realized he had been at VOW at shows I've seen him on. Uh, like, okay, like well, be, you know, well before what well, was like a year ago. So it was before even he was in the IWC recently. So and it's it, uh, ten years of being at Indies. It all kind of yeah, yeah. Because you're at every show. Yeah, and you film everything. <laughs> so it's just like that I, little blip on the radar wasn't going to be like wow. I, I often that. use the website and everything we have posted on there as as a database of like have I seen this guy before? Yeah. So mm. it, it's like an extension of my memory at this point. So <laughs> uh, where can people find you online? Um, on Twitter, I'm Iceman Tony J. On Instagram, it's Iceman Tony Johnson, and Facebook, it's Tony S. There you go. Well, thank you so much for joining us here on this uh, this rainy afternoon, morning, whatever time it is. I don't know. I have my watch on. Uh, but no, thanks for uh, thanks for uh, coming on, and uh, please go check them out. And you can check out Tony Johnson's matches, including the IWC ones, <laughs> and they're under Tony Johnson, right? Yeah, should be Iceman. There you go. Uh, look them up over at IndieWrestling.us and stay tuned over there. Sign up for the newsletter. Um, this month, uh, you're getting a free digital download if you do that. And uh, we got something very, very special uh, going to be announced here at the end of uh, near the end of August. So uh, keep a, keep an eye out for that. A little teasers have been going out on the social media here and there. Um, but uh, thank you so much for everybody. And until next time, please support Indie Wrestling. Sink, 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 you know how I act now If you got a problem, come and see if I'm a back down Wow, steady sipping check This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com